The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. This show brought to you by Jersey Ninja. New items added weekly, superior quality products, excellent selection, competitive pricing, 100% satisfaction guaranteed. That's Jersey Ninja at jerseyninja.com. Your source for great quality hockey jerseys and performance wear products. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am crew. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced, even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what we need. I'm suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another edition, another issue. But edition would have worked this time, wouldn't it? Maybe, but we still have issues. I know we still have issues, but I, I'm now referring over to the resident freaking genius who, who's not speaking. I thought you were talking about Kylan. Oh, huh? well, he's he's a freaking genius, too. Well, see, you have to, you have to be more clear I did, when I, you're identifying. I said resident freaking genius. Kylan's a freaking genius. You're the resident freaking genius because you were on Jeopardy. That's true. Okay. There is that. I mean, that's one thing you don't, that you have on the two of us. So that makes you the resident. Yeah, you've been on the Star Cruiser. That's something you got on the t- two of us. <laughs> well, at time of recording, as we're recording, um, they are eight hours and 39 minutes into their fi- into the final cruise. Yep. Man, yep. that's that's sad. It's sad. So, um, so resident freaking genius, would have addition still been acceptable? <laughs> uh, I'll let you have one. Every once in a while. But it is another issue. I, I could say volume, but that would mean I'd be wrapping up a season. And we don't do seasons on the show. We're ongoing. So it's another episode issue. Well, <laughs> there, there I slip. When was issue number one released upon the world? Uh, oh, geez. I think I just broke Mike. November. Because technically, when you get to the annual anniversary of issue number one, Technically, it's a new volume, right? Possibly. Uh, yes, and you did break it. Uh, I know mm-hmm. it's November. I want to say November 2014. No, it's 2013. 2013. Yes. Okay. This, our, this will be our going into our 10-year anniversary. Wow. Uh, but the actual date of the very first issue, I don't have. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I had, so I have cleared it. I mean, I'm trying to remember. So I, wait, I joined up at issue number fifty-one in 2015. I know. Uh, issue number eight was January fourth, 2014. Okay. Um. I okay. I joined in June of. 2015? No. You joined after I did. So it was June 2016 that I joined. Yeah. No, you weren't that far behind, Eric. No. No. Give me a sec. Checking one other place. What? Hold on. November 3rd, 2013. My birthday! Is when the first episode dropped. Or first issue dropped. November 3rd, huh? Okay. (laughs) And that issue was the premiere issue. Um, The original Eric and myself in the first half of the show interviewed. No, we interviewed in the second half of the show, Chris Claremont. And you realize that that 10 year anniversary is five weeks from tomorrow. No, really? Yeah. 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 Well, my my issue title has MMG issue one, November 2nd, 2013. So maybe it was maybe I dropped it originally on the network site on November 2nd. Then that would be five weeks from today. Yeah, it would wow. be. Yeah, because we're the recording third is on a for, Friday. For those of you who don't know, we record on Thursday nights. Right. Oh wow! So we're going to hit the ten year on record the ten year on the anniversary of the first drop. Right. Wow. So I got Feel five. Feel old yet? We be geeks is eleven years old. Feel old yet? No, because that just means Zoe's only just over three years older than We Be Geeks. Okay, now I feel old. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. oh yeah that hurt thanks sir that's what i'm here for um but no now i got five weeks to try and get someone big for that show for the 10-year mark see if chris claremont will come back uh we had to record him during the day this is too late for him in the evening. that i do remember we, re- we recorded him during the day uh mm. I know who I would like to get, and I may have to start pushing hard. Who? The queen. Oh, my gosh. You're going to need a Ouija board. No, not that queen. Oh, sorry. The queen of Marvel. Just Kylan. Kylan, you uh, know? I, I think I know who you're talking about. Go ahead. Leah Thompson. You got it. <laughs> I, I don't understand. How she's the queen of Marvel. She was in one movie, but okay. She was. A- Dude, it was in that movie. That, I know, and it was the first Marvel feature film. Yeah. Okay. Hello. <laughs> you should see the look on his face when I said that. I was like, oh, sorry, sorry. Didn't, didn't mean, no disrespect, <laughs> I promise. I just got one thing to say to you, Kylan. Oh, boy. Channing Tatum. Oh, dude. <laughs> Man. <sighs> now, why, let's, why, why don't we see if we can get Red Brown on? How about that? I think that'd be awesome. Oh, no, that would be awesome. Okay, I'll work on that. If we got Red Brown on, I would nerd out so freaking hard. Let, let me. I'll. I'll. I will work on it. Okay. I've been trying to get him for a couple of years now. Ever since we had Nicholas Hammond, mm-hmm. and Nicholas Hammond was a great interview. Love. Yes, that. he was. Oh yeah, I, I wasn't there. I, I got. I got right. I got on right when y'all finished, and I was like, man, it's okay. Such a fun night. Ah, uh, such a fun it's okay. night. I mean, or. Or here's another one I could throw it out there. Uh, Chris Potter, the voice of Gambit from the from the um, uh, uh, X Men animated show. Ooh, I tell you what, I will also reach back out to to uh, Dan Gilvezen, okay, who was the voice of Spider Man and Spidey and his amazing friends 
Oh, and also the voice of Bumblebee in the in the original Transformers cartoon, which ties oh, really? in because okay. trans, Transformers cartoon came out because of Marvel, Marvel with the Transformers comic and Hasbro when they first got the Transformers license from Japan. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is Marvel ties there. But and, we- and I just got to throw out there, there's Marvel ties to Defenders of the Earth because Stan Lee wrote the theme song, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Even though that was King Features, but still I count it as, I think Marvel had the comic rights at one point. Possible. I think so. Um, I will have to, if we go Chris Porter from the X-Men, isn't the upcoming X-Men 97 series tied into that same x-men it is yeah, supposed to be a continuation yeah, yes, of that story. yeah i may have to see about reaching out see if we get some other cast members and do a mini reunion Ooh, i love that idea yeah or or mini roundtable to talk oh. about oh okay so <laughs> the new dilemma with the sag after strike we're still okay with animated features correct those voice- i don't think so i know i, I know I know TV shows and movies, and I know they just did video games. I don't know. If, I don't know if animated features have a pass on that, dude. I I know someone who I could ask. Well, also remember the writer strike just ended, right? Or will be by the time you're hearing this, right? right. But there doesn't look. So, but with the with the actors adding video game act uh, voice talent to it, I think that one's still hanging. No, but what I'm saying is, if they were striking in solidarity with the writers' guild, was they not? No, they had their own issues. Oh, their own okay, strike yeah. was up, or their own contracts were up. So yeah, I mean they they do they do have some <laughs> similar concerns, but I, yeah, but theirs were separate. Yeah, originally SAG was supporting SAG after was supporting the writers until their own strike started. Mm. Yeah, it, it's a whole convoluted. But I am happy for the writers. Congrats to, yeah, to the got, writers. Uh, yeah, because apparently they scored. They scored big. So they, congrats. Yeah, I still. I think there's some things in the fine print that they that says they didn't get quite everything they wanted, and it may still not come out good for many of them. But uh, but you know what? A work agreement is a work agreement, and that's yes. always a good thing. Yes. So, um, <laughs> as we've carried on for looking at my time code, not the actual time that's passed in the issue, uh, because of, uh, editing, uh, yeah. we've been chatting for 15 minutes and I have yet to say it is the intrepid trio, Kylan, Eric, and myself, Mike, <laughs> no need to say, how are you doing? Hi. Because <laughs> we've been ranting. Hello. Um, so check out we've been ranting we've been planning Uh, check out the homepage mightymarvelgeeks.net check out our affiliates such as Biddy Biddy Boomers use code WeebyGeeks for 15% off your purchase at Uh, BiddyBoomers.com pick up yourself some awesome Marvel and Star Wars. I say Star Wars because Marvel has the Star Wars license. Marvel mm-hmm. and Star Wars Bluetooth mini speakers. <laughs> and I guarantee you these speakers will blow away almost anything out there on the market. Just about, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I will put this up again. I have a Bose Bluetooth speaker. One of their waterproof ones that retails for $100 plus. This I, Bitty Boomer blows them out of the sky. I could say that from a somewhat expert basis. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Um, also, too, use code Wookie for 10% off your purchases at Rebel Sabers. 
for all your lightsaber needs. Red Flag Workshop. Patches, key rings. Um, I just replaced the, the patch on my backpack. I, I took off my Alderaan National Park for something a little bit more appropriate, my Kashyyyk. I, I, put, I bought a new Kashyyyk National Park, and it's now on my backpack. Well, there you go. And then I realized I probably should have gotten the Kashyyyk Park Ranger patch instead. <laughs> mm, that might actually have been funnier. But I like the Kashyyyk National Park. I will I will probably end up getting another. I'm I may I have the Velcro patching, stick on patching that I can add to the backpack and create another loadout area. I may do that and put the, the park ranger patch on it. Oh we'll see. There you go. So I haven't figured that out yet. Um but um uh, so did Biddy Boomer Oh, Red Flag Workshop, Biddy Boomers, Wookie Radio. Uh <laughs> check out our new host and sponsor, jerseyninja.com. They have a lot of great hockey jerseys, sweatshirts, performance shirts, um, geek themed and themed. Um they if you're into Mountain Dew, they've got stuff for Mountain Dew as well. Um Don't tell me that. Oh, <laughs> Did you not look at the website? I start. I started looking. I didn't do the deep dive though. JerseyNinja.com. The the one that that I've I, I enjoyed the most or I, I liked the most so far is the Mulsisley Police Foot Patrol. Yes. Yes. I ha- uh, we have a couple here. Um, all three of us in the family have the Kessel Run jersey, mm-hmm. which I actually helped design. Well, there you go. Um, I designed, I actually designed the logo for that Jersey. Um, okay. Then that's the one I want. If we get them, they have a basketball Jersey of my favorite flay, all time flavor of Mountain Dew. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I need to know this. you, You need to know. Um, I also have the white red squadron Jersey and I have, uh, the galactic emperor's Jersey with Palpatine on it. I, I think Kylan needs the black squadron one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I do. Yes. Yep. Yep. Oh man. I want the chrysanthemum one as well. Got his boy on it. I want chrysanthemum on it. I, w- I want the chrysanthemum one too. The Kashyyyk mm-hmm. gladiators. Yeah, that could work. Well, the gladiators. I, I got the Palpatine one because the purple, even though, was purple red black and white they'll still look good with my purple with my white purple and gold hockey gear goalie gear yeah boy but yeah check them out um so derek and ken keep telling me i should write the stuff down which they're not wrong uh so i hit biddy boomers boy uh rebel sabers red flag workshop jersey ninja i believe that's everyone with our codes okay um i feel like i'm missing oh hanger-58.com I, I still gotta get that up on the site as well on, on the sites and uh i actually just i actually have a design that i have submitted or working on submitting to them based on inferno squad from battlefront 2 oh that sounds good oh and by doing that i actually will get commission for every shirt sold commission is good so, uh, but we've had Jim, who's the owner of the store on Wookiee Radio, um, and they got some great stuff. Star Trek, Star Wars, Harry Potter, a bunch of different geek theme stuff. Socks, hoodies, t-shirt or performance shirts. So yeah, some really, really, really nice stuff. So, and with that, use code Wookiee Radio for 10% off your purchase. There. If you want to reach us by phone, call us at 407-494-6110. Uh, if that was too fast, I'll slow it down. Four zero seven. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Four nine four six one one zero. <laughs> I mm. 
if you guys were able to kill me through the screen, y'all would have done it. <laughs> oh, we've done a long time ago. So then yeah. we wouldn't have any shows. No, we wouldn't. That's why we keep. That's that's why we tolerate this. All right. Um. Or email us at mightymarvelgeeks at gmail.com. One of the three of us will reach reach back to you. <laughs> so um, I say operators are standing by. Yes. Oh, my God. So um, starting off for the week, I think this is good news. The Marvels secures a release in China. Wow. I did not know there was an issue. Well, I, th- I think there has been in previous previous movies. Um, but happy to say Marvel is getting a release in China at the same time as North America. So it that will is, hit North America and China on November 10th. That's surprising. It, it is. is surprising. <laughs> So Deadline reports that the Marvels will be the first big studio film to premiere in China since Oppenheimer. Okay. But Oppenheimer hasn't been out for that long. No, it came out July-ish. Yeah. So uh, it just just sounded odd to say this is the biggest one since a movie that came out just, what, two, three months ago? Yeah. Yeah, but in the movie movie world, that's a long time. Well, I mean, the same time that Oppenheimer was out, Barbie was out, and I guess Barbie didn't get a China China release? Probably not. Now, to add to the intrigue, Marvel Studios is also trying to ramp up promotions for the film during the Mid-Autumn Festival and Golden Week celebrations in the country. Mm. Uh, The marketing blitz is targeted to spread the word among moviegoers more than a month away from the premiere date. (sighs) This smells desperation to me, guys. It could be. As China prepares for that celebration, observers now wonder how this will impact the Marvels at the box office. Cinematic returns from North American projects have been softer in the market since the pandemic began. China unofficially banned Marvel movies for about three years. Over that time, company began to push domestic films heavily instead of Western productions. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 managed a respectable $87 million earlier this year, so it will be curious to see how the if the Marvels come in closer to that or a more moderate return like Ant-Man and Wasp. Quantumania, brother. I mean, Quantumania, mm-hmm. which was $39 million. Mm-hmm. So thoughts? Are they talking about uh, what they did on that opening weekend? Uh, I think as a whole over in China. Oh. Uh, mm, yeah. I, I, I'm trying to think of a way to say this without sounding like, you know, you know the kind of person that would club baby seals in the eyes of some people. I think Disney is and Marvel are trying to do everything they can to keep this movie from being a disaster. I think so. I mean, it's hard. Uh, well, it's hard to do it without the with with without the the press junkets with the uh, the actors. Yeah. With okay, where where some of them are concerned, absolutely agree with you. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like the 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 uh, the ones playing, like of course Nick Fury. You get Samuel L. Jackson, you're going to get attention, right? Uh, but the ones who play Monica and Kamala, those are the ones that you're that they have the most to lose. Yes, yes, those two because they don't have a a repertoire of of movies. And so if this movie goes in the tank, you know, they may not get too many more offers going forward. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, Samuel L. Jackson, yeah, he, 
he probably wipes his butt with a hundred dollar bill. You know, he's he's got money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brie, Lars- I, Brie Larson is going to get work regardless. I I would think we would have to give those two stars or any other stars in the different films coming out during this time a a bit of a break because of the strike. Right. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. No. No, it doesn't. I mean, um, case in point, was it last weekend? Um, what was it uh, Expendables Four came out? Yeah, and it, it, now I was I was jazzed about, it, so I was following it anyway. But the thing is, there's no. I don't care what they say. I, I it, it affects your box office if you're not if you're not watching entertainment tonight or some show and you see the actors talking about the film and, and, yeah. and sharing behind the scenes stories and all that, like there, there's none of that. And so, um, it, it, it affects it. Um, unless it's a movie that, you know, like Oppenheimer had a year of marketing. So by, by time the, by time the, um, the, um, strike hit that train was still going you know people were intrigued uh other movies that you know didn't have a year of marketing behind it you know because most movies do what maybe six months three to six months before it comes out yeah usually three months and you know what in that time i guarantee you they're going to go back and they're going to look at this summer's box office and going to talk about how soft it was and we can point to the fact that you know, the strikes affected this box office, this this, this summer's movies, because people could not market them. And even though even a weak movie, if it has a strong enough marketing campaign, is going to make at least a decent box office on the at least the first weekend before people confirm that it was crap. Right. You know. Well. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm. Gonna, I don't know. It, it, it's. It's funny you bring up marketing because I mean, for me, that kind of is a touchy subject for me at the moment. I mean, okay, yes, I realize I don't market this show or the other shows probably like others do with their podcasts. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I do three shows. I run the, the Collect Podcast Collective, which is our network. I just don't use the network name because I'm trying to separate the network from everyone else. So Podcast Collective. And it is just that. It's a collective of podcasts. Um, hey, look, there, marketing. Um, mm-hmm. But I also have a full-time job that I'm dealing with and a family. Whereas a lot right. of people, the podcast is their job. Cool. I appreciate that. I understand that. That's how you got to make your money. So yeah, you better, if, if this was my job and only job, bear believe I'd be marketing a lot more than, than what I have. Right. And, and I realize that, but it, this isn't my full-time day job. Well, this is, this is, I don't want to say a hobby for us, but it is kind of one. It is. Right. Um, it's, this is not our primary means of exposure slash income. Right. Yeah, we've all got day jobs. We've all got, well, we've got at least, <laughs> we have families. Yeah. Yes. Um, I was about to say, you know, Colin, you got a spouse. And then I said, oh, yeah, we at least have spouses, but I don't, not anymore. 10 years, 10 years back bacheling. <laughs> is bacheling a word? Wait, because does that well, mean- it is now. <laughs> okay, never mind. Right. It's like Krogering, you know? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, we've we've got families, we've got other commitments outside of this. 
So mm-hmm. now, have we taken this a few steps beyond hobby level? Yeah, I, I think so yes. because we we've been committed to the show, and I've been committed to my other two shows in a way that yes, I I want to grow. I want I want more prosperous things for us all. Yes, and that's why I said I don't really want to call it hobby because we've kind of grown past that. Well, when when my original co-host on Weeby Geeks felt that we needed to incorporate, that's when it turned into a business for me. And yes, I pay incorporation fees every year. So yeah, it is a business, Um, but things are getting better. And it's because of listeners and field agents like you guys that help us and encourages us to apply for award shows and other things in in which we apply in, well, win. (laughs) Except for, so, except for another award show. But. Well, but see, that is that is just one more reason why we are thankful for each and every one of you who tunes in and listens to us kibitz around a water cooler, proverbially speaking. Mm-hmm. And if, if you like it, share it. And I also want to thank everyone. I also want to thank everyone who's been involved this year in the first, since we changed the name, the SR Fun Zone Invitational Fantasy Football League is no more because it, it felt weird carrying that name on. Mm-hmm. But since the three of us, it's it's the Intrepid yeah. Trio Invitational Fantasy Football League. Yeah, uh, and um, apparently that name is not sitting well with my team. <laughs> what, the Invitational <laughs> or Intrepid Trio? It, 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 changing it to the Intrepid Trio Invitational because, yeah, I won the first game and I have been tanked severely the, the, Man, the next I, two weeks I, I i lost the first game and i came back and i know and, that was against me and, and, but then i this this last and i don't know what's gonna end well last week what we all know about last week i i, I don't know i don't know I, i'm having a horrible season i don't know I think uh, it, I have y'all seen my win loss record. Aren't you two one? No. What? Worse than that. You're Owen. Oh, three and Owen. <laughs> this is the first time ever in my fantasy football history that I have started off a league three and zero. Oh. <laughs> I don't think that's going to end well for me at the end of the year. Why? That's a strong start, dude, ain't it? I know. Strong starts mean weak finishes. Uh. <laughs> We'll see. Anyway, just wait for all the uh, wait for the um, the injuries to start piling in. Oh, mine just got one. Oh yeah, I know. Oh, sorry, mine came week two. Yours did come week two. Sorry. Yeah, it was no, against I, your your real team that you follow. <laughs> yeah, that defense. Uh. No, I'm I'm saying that my that that I'm I'm looking at my roster now. Yeah. And and my tight end just got knocked out of the game. Oh. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't feel this is bragging, but I feel I probably had the most devastating injury in fantasy football. Bigger than Rogers. That's with Nick Chubb going out. Y- yeah. 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 I mean, because this oh, this was supposed to be a super breakout year. But then I heard the rumors about Kareem Hunt. I'm like, yep, I'm gonna pick him up, have him for a few weeks just to see if he does get signed. He could sit on the bench. And other people were thinking, oh, Oh, the kid from Indianapolis was going to get traded over. I made a smart move. <laughs> and now Kareem Hunt may be out this week. Well, thank God he's not starting this week on my team. But anyway, uh, back to business. There is also more hope for optimism with the Marvels as IMAX is going to be another platform for the film. Hmm. 
So now I got to admit watching this in IMAX might be pretty cool. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. My, my only fear and correct me if I'm wrong, which I'm highly expecting to hear from both of you. You're wrong, (laughs) but isn't this the second or third release date for the film? It has been pushed back. It has. As for how many times I cannot remember. Okay. Right. So that already has put a strike or two against the film. And in all honesty, I don't think they have really been pushing this. I really haven't seen, I've only seen, I think, two trailers for it. And there was such a gap between the two trailers, time-wise, it's not helping. No. I don't think it's helping. So to get the news, it's going to release in China the same weekend it opens here in North America, that it will get a prime spot in IMAX theaters because Dune 2 has moved its release date. Um, Mm -hmm. This could be a saving grace. Right. But I want to see Disney and it and it's Disney, not Marvel, that that does a lot of the scheduling overall. I want to see Disney, the Walt Disney Company, the people who pay my who who supply me my paycheck, people that I have no and, and it's gonna be comments like this that we don't get invited to different premieres and whatnot because <laughs> we provide hard love. And we don't sugarcoat things. And, and no. I won't sugarcoat things. We do not simp. No, we do not. If we're not happy about something, we say it. We do. Yeah. We can have disagreeing disagreements on the show on if it's something I'm unhappy about, but you guys are, are cool about. That's fine. That's why we do this show. And right. we've done this ever since the show. The reason main reason why the show was originally created. And that was because season one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was coming out. Can you believe that was going to be 10 years ago? This year, 2013 is when that came out. Yes. Yeah. And y'all know there's no need for to go down that rabbit hole, but y'all know how I feel about season one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. Which half? Which half are you talking about? The first half. Of course, course, true. We know how you feel about both halves. The first half (laughs) could have been at least six episodes lighter. Yes. Yeah, but I still say the thing is they knew what they were going to do with – Winter Soldier. Yeah, they, they knew they, what they, 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 they knew what they were going to do with Thor. Oh, uh, I don't want to talk about Thor. And personally, they had the, the crossovers with Thor backwards. They did. I don't like. I, I don't like what they did with Thor. But I'm telling you, when what what they did with Winter Soldier, the before and the after, you had two completely different yeah. shows. Yeah, I I. I don't, I don't, don't get know, me man, wrong. That was genius to me. I enjoyed seeing Lady Sif appear in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. But I think that would have been more fitting in the first half and then that librarian in the second half. I would reverse the two episodes. I could see that. So, but anyway, the Walt Disney Company as a whole right now. Oh, yeah. Lean back. This is going to be worse than Canning Tatum. Oh, boy. What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm probably going to get called into the office, get a spanking. <laughs> oh, baby. Please, Uh-oh. sir. Please, sir. Might have some more. Um, <laughs> the Walt Disney Company as a whole. Uh-oh. And it's being proved as we are now nine hours and 22 minutes into the final voyage of Star Wars, the Galactic Star Cruiser. Mm-hmm which had a great Marvel Comics miniseries called Legacy of the Halcyon. Highly recommend it. Actually, I did as Marvel picks, Marvel Unlimited picks for five, for five weeks. 
Um, and I believe that happened around the time that they announced it was closing. It's when I started that. Um, marketing. This company, for whatever reason, has forgotten how to do marketing. I will tell you something that was said in my comic shop about maybe a month ago, and this may make some people upset, but I think that we all will agree to this. Okay. So I'm in the shop. The youngest guy that's in there is maybe in his mid his mid to late thirties, maybe early forties. Uh I'm in my early fifties. The the guy who owns the shop is in his fifties. There was another guy that was in there, maybe in late fifties, early sixties. And so yeah, um, the, the shop youngest, owner said, "Youngest guy was how old?" Youngest guy, I would say, was either mid to late thirties, maybe early forties, maybe. And this is what uh, this is what was said. He said that he felt that, or the the, the owner shop said, he felt that in this particular case, Marvel. Or, or actually the big two anyway. But in this case, Marvel has forgotten who their who their book buying public is. If you look at if you look at the books that are out there now, and even when I talk with my wife, she pointed this out. These the books are being aged back. The characters are made to look younger. The 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 story arcs are shorter. To appeal to younger audiences, but who's buying the books? Generally, really, who's really spending the money on the movies? It's it's the ones that grew up reading these books. Now you do have you do have the younger crowd coming in. You do, but even uh, Don pointed out that Carol Danvers, who mm-hmm. the understanding Carol Danvers should be in her forties. No, forty-ish. You would say. Well, but actually, they said she is. Actually, more of 60. So, okay. So, but you look at how she's drawn, she's now looking like her early 30s or late 20s. And, yeah. and, and you know, or like or the late what, 20s, what, early it, 30s. And they're starting whatever huh? the, I would say, whatever is the minimum for her to be an Air Force pilot per rank. Right. And they're doing that with other, and they're doing that with other characters. And if you look at, if you look at the stories now in the MCU compared to compared to the the the, the Infinity Saga, okay, the stories really are starting. I, I feel like they're starting to veer to a younger crowd. Um, I feel like because I, I I admit like I'm going to be Marvel to the day I die. I am. Okay, but even still. If you if you think about it, look at it like Black Panther goes younger. Uh, if you look at the Marvels, even though like like even now like it's it's more they're pushing more Kamala uh, Kamala Khan. Not and I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I'm just saying that it seemed like they hey we gotta get the younger crowd in. We they think that they got the older crowd. So they're trying to veer to the younger crowd, but the younger crowd aren't the ones that's going to be spending the money. We we have the disposable income, you know. I don't know. I, I that that's I no, don't know. I think you're there. onto something. I think the uh, not just in terms of movies, but also TV shows and comic yeah. books. Mm-hmm. I think they're chasing a demographic. It, it you know you could say they're trying to appease. They're trying to appeal to. But the demographic wasn't the demographic that was going to support this regardless. Right. Right. And by support, I mean put money into it. Right. Exactly. 
Yeah. I mean, and, and I think I think social media is in very large part to blame for this. Yeah. yeah, because you get certain individuals, you know, for for better or worse, their their volume outstrips their actual relevance. Yes. Does, does that make sense? Wow, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they seem more relevant and they seem more well, for lack of a better word, powerful. That's probably not the best word. You know, they 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 appear to be more influential. There you go. Than they may be in reality. So what what was that phrase? Volume. Their voice. Their volume uh, outweighs performance. Outweighs their relevance. Yeah. Okay, now th- let's see. So, Eric, you and I—we've been reading comics for about the same amount of time. Probably, yeah. Okay, so it—it uh, it was immaterial to me that Captain America, Falcon, Vision, uh, Iron Man, whoever—that they were obviously older than me. Yeah, it, it, it was. It, I did. There was still something in them that I wanted to tap into that greatness. That—that's what appealed to me right you know and even as i got older and the truth is like okay to a certain degree um did i like when they did i like it when the um the new mutants come out yeah it was cool it was cool to see somebody that was as old as i was dealing with these extraordinary situations one of the things i loved about peter parker is he had the same problems that i was having they you know. were real people they were relatable they were relatable but it wasn't the fact, but I just needed one or two like that. I didn't need the entire universe to reflect that. I kind of I needed the elder statesman in the room to be the elder statesman. I wanted that. Well, I, I'm just going to throw one name out for you. Wolverine. Yes. Wolverine is not a young man by any stretch of the imagination. No, he's not. No, no. No, he hit that yeah. age that you and I talk about where we're you are sick of. He hit that You're long basically time ago. Gran Torino level old. Yes. Yeah. And that was the one of the things you like about. I, I'm like, I want to be that guy. <laughs> I'm like, you know, <laughs> you know, he just like, you know, just I just want to sit here and enjoy my drink. And, you know, yeah. don't bother me. <laughs> Yeah. And then you think you think like Thor or the Silver Surfer, they are probably hundreds, if not thousands of years old. Yeah. Yes. And plus, a lot of the characters that were that we grew up with, especially in the superhero genre, a lot of them, they were learned individuals. They were. They were. You had you had doctors. You had Dr. Bruce Banner, Dr. Reed Richards. Dr. Doom and just, you know, Dr. Hank Pym. Yes. And you can't, they can't, you can't have a doctorate at 17 unless you're Doogie Howser. Yeah, that's, 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 Doogie is an outlier, a huge outlier here. I'm not saying that young, I don't care if a superhero is younger than me. I don't care if a superhero is older than me. Mm-hmm. It's it's the quality of the character is the quality of the story. Right. Yes, yes, that's what's important yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Lanella Lafayette was in her mid thirties working on her, you know, PhD in paleontology, 
and you see an older devil dinosaur just hanging around the dig site providing security or something, I'm fine with that. Right. But again, I think they, I think y'all are spot on. The the Walt Disney Company, and they're not the only ones here. They're not. No, they have forgotten how to market. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. no, no, they have forgotten how to listen. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I want. I want to go. Uh, I, I want to go back to Kylan's point real quick. Mm-hmm. Your comic book shop owner is saying or making this comment as if it's recent. Yeah. I, okay. Well. Hmm. I want to say it goes back to at least 2015. I'll give you that. I, I, I would actually I say it would go that. back to at least 2012. 2012? Yep. That's when they started to lose touch. Yeah. because uh, Was it because they were trying to bring the the comics to give the same comic experience that you were getting in the, in the, in the MCU? I think so. Because that's, okay. around, the, that's right. around the time that DC started the new 52. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's when. That's when uh, Marvel started the all new, all different. Mm. Right. Okay. And that's I when mean, I really started to get back into it because at the time, Dark Horse Comics had the Star Wars titles, and I was picking up Star Wars Knight Errant because I sat in on the John Jackson Miller panel at Star Wars Celebration in 2012, okay. talking about Star Wars Knight Errant, See, and then I okay, also picked I, up Boba Fett Blood Ties at the same time. So I, I will tell you this. I, I feel that as much as com- people complain about uh, the distinguished competition in the New 52, there were a couple really good books that had come out of that and started really well. And I thought they were written really well. But then, yeah, I felt like they they did. That is when they started kind of like, oh, let's try and attract this this non-book buying crowd and here's the thing as much as we want to say uh, we I, I agree with you eric that it's not just disney and marvel it's not oh it's not but at the same time there's some independent books out there that are putting out some really good stuff and they get it yep. yeah well see i do have somewhat of a marketing and advertising background and a huge part of marketing is listening yes there there came a point in time when the companies that the marketing departments of all these companies collectively decided we're not going to listen to you because we have the message we want to put out there and if you don't like it then you're a bad person because how could you not like our idea or not like our movie not like our strip not like our Whatever. And, and that's what I feel that's what's happening right now. Yes. To I mean, the company as a whole. Yes. The only it, thing. It, go ahead. Loki comes out next week. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka ends next week. Mm-hmm. I've seen more push for Ahsoka than I have for Loki. Mm-hmm. Why is that? I, I don't know. For the same know. reason you saw not much marketing for John Carter. Which is why we got not I much think, marketing for Solo, a Star Wars story. That's well, Solo just had so many behind the scenes issues just getting it to the theaters. But the the reason that you didn't see a whole lot of marketing for John Carter is because the director felt that John Carter was more of a household name than he actually was. Exactly. Yeah. 
And I mean, so, the, the writer was uh, the, the writer is yeah, but a lot of people know the writer for one character and one and character. It ain't John Carter. It is not. No, no, it is not John Carter. If you had leaned into because the movie's not bad, y'all. No, and I see, enjoy the movie. I want to see that. That that's like in that pulp because you know I you know I love pulp, right? I know. And John Carter is in there, and I keep telling myself I need to watch this movie, and it's gonna probably be one of those movies that's gonna end up in a heavy rotation with um with with the spirit and uh, the Rocketeer for me because yes, yes, okay, absolutely I, because this does feel. Uh, it does feel a little pulpy. It does feel like I, I get the same warm fuzzies watching John Carter and I, as I did the Rocketeer. But I think See, the Rocketeer had a little bit more heart to it. I, I'll, I'll add okay. another one into that list as well, which actually did get some decent marketing, but still didn't pull great in the box office, but still mm-hmm. has a great following afterwards. The Black Hole. Absolutely. You know what? I was talking about the Black Hole the other day with Don. I will tell you this. When that movie come out was seventy seven? No, something like that. Seventy nine. It was in the was late seventies. It was the late seventies. Right. that. I, I'm looking 70s. it up. All I know is this: Little Kylan was excited because he was going to see a space movie. Kylan didn't know that he was going to see a space horror movie. That movie scarred me for life. Nineteen seventy nine. It was the heck first, out of me. It was the first Disney movie to have a cuss word in it. Yes. And I believe it was the first Disney movie to get a PG rating. It was. Wait, okay. Now remind me of this. Cause I want to know if this was just my kid brain remembering it differently than it happened. All right. The, the red robot. Maximilian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maximilian. Okay. I remember when Maximilian was going, they, they, Maximilian killed somebody. You see the yeah. blades go. Mm-hmm. And you just see now. I know it happened off screen. Why do I remember seeing blood? Because when you retracted back, there was blood on the blades. Okay, all right. Mm. Can you tell? I just watched this movie recently. <laughs> <laughs> I did. And you know what? There, I think Super Seven has a uh, yes a set out with uh, Maximilian and um, Vincent and Noel Bob. Yes. I would love to get that set because I would love to hide them as as just the same as my my Muffet the Daggett Battlestar Galactica figure. I would love to add those three in with my Star Wars droids as just little Easter eggs. Oh, Muffet. I have an original Muffet with the tail. I had had it. I had it. I had the Cylon Centurion. I had the um, what's the what's the name of the ones that had like the the. The, the insect looking ones. Oh, um, care a lot. Yeah. Okay. I, I had, I had, I had a centurion mm-hmm. and I, I wanted the vipers and the, the Cylon, the fighter, the Cylon fighter, the Cylon rigger, but, but because of the, uh, the missiles, uh-huh. I remember they, it was, a, it was a choking hazard. So, you know. Yes. So they got, well, my Cylon Raider never got sent, taken back to the toy store. So, uh, <laughs> So, but but it was okay because I lost the missiles pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So you know they weren't around long enough to be a choking hazard. <laughs> Ooh, I'm telling. I don't know who I'm yeah, telling. Statue limitations. Oh. For those of you who can't see what Mike is doing, he is he is showing off his original 
1978 Buffett robot dog from Battlestar Galactica. And it's in great shape. It is in oh. very great shape. All right, I got one for you because I'm a Battlestar Galactica nerd, and I know. Wait, hold on. I think it's Marvel related because I think Marvel had the comic. Yes, they did. Rights to it. Yes, they did. Okay, so we're so we're so we're good. Okay, which singer actor had a role in the first episode slash Battlestar Galactica movie? Ooh. The, the movie, which also ended up being the, which was the pilot, because back in the day, because they did the same thing with Buck Rogers, the first two mm-hmm. episodes, which, which would air on TV as episode one yep. and two, were also done during the summer to help promote the show for, for the fall as right, a movie. Right, it was a movie. Right. Buck Rogers did so the same So do thing. you remember, he, he was... He was Apollo's brother. I'll give you that. Oh, oh that one. Yeah. It was a Gibb, yes. wasn't it? No, no. No, Rick Springfield. It was, Springfield. It was yeah. Springfield, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I totally forgot about him because, he you played know, Zach. he died quick. Yeah, he did. Um, he, he, he and, like, Roy Fokker, you know? Yeah. I thought for a minute you were going to talk about uh, Fred Astaire. <gasps> I forgot. Oh, about that Fred was Astaire later was in the series. Yeah. That was, that was later, later in the series. series. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That was a good one, too. Is it, didn't he play a, a robot or android type? No. If it's the episode I'm thinking of, he played somebody who was claiming to be Starbucks dad. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm thinking of a different person from you're the same thinking, time. You're thinking of. Uh, Galactica 1980. No, no, I'm thinking from the episode, the the two part episode that had uh, Randolph Mantooth in it. Okay. Ah, was it? So wasn't he like? Um, he was like a colonial fighter or something that had gotten. No, 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 no. Okay. No, it, it was a totally different set of colonists in different okay. group. Uh, All right. But anyway, um, no, I would, <laughs> we I would love all the way off. I would love to get that. <laughs> I would love to get that Super Seven trio. Unfortunately, seventy seven bucks is a little much for me. Yeah. <laughs> Super right. Seven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I would love to get the three to throw in with my Astromax because I, mean, I, I throw Moffat in. Why not? Part of the display. It's a droid. He's a yeah, robot. They're under the same mousy umbrella. It, it's, they are. So, I mean, for me, it's, it's an Easter egg. I mean, it's a the, little. The Jawas would be stripping them for parts regardless. Yep. Oh, I want to think about that. Poor Moffat. Sorry. Now, here, here's the fun part. Y'all remember how they actually did the Moffats back in the day? They had a person in the costume. Negative. What? It was a monkey in the costume. Oh, my gosh. It was a monkey in the co- Okay. I did not okay. know that. Yep. Did not know that. Look, uh, Google behind the scenes, back, Bowstar, Daggett. I think if anybody I'll- else has any uh, Bowstar Galactica uh, trivia, hit us with it, please. Um, to wrap us up for the night. <laughs> Man, we because, because we're, welcome, we're done with the Marvels. One of the geometry episodes <laughs> because we have had more tangents than a high school geometry class tonight. Yeah, I'll make sure Zoe listens to this for homework since she's taking in eighth grade high school geometry. Just remember, kids, the magic formula, Sokotoa. Sounds like a doctor. Sine is opposite over adjacent. Cosine is adjacent over the hypotenuse. And tangent is opposite over adjacent. Sokotoa. And if you take your finger, your first two fingers, and go in the counterclockwise motion, you'll turn back time. Right? And a square that only works if you're shared. C square. I got that one. There you go. So uh, this is going to be, even though this story is from comicbook.com, uh, this is going to be brought to us 
by Jersey Ninja. Uh, 10 comics that influenced the MCU. So no particular order. There, there's no actual rating on this. Um, but I mean, yes, this is a story on comicbook.com, but it, it, this is a great ending segment for us to, to use. Um, and it's almost like a top 10 countdown type thing. So of All course, based. Jersey Ninja. Go check them out, jerseyninja.com. Uh, Iron Man Extremis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that led to the that was the inspiration for Iron Man three. That yep. was and that was a storyline that came out in two thousand five and two thousand six. Mm-hmm. So quick turnaround, Iron mm-hmm. Man three. Technically, technically had a little bit of effect in uh, Agents of Shield season one. Yeah, yeah, with, uh, with Deathlock. And didn't we? There's just, the character I'd love to see come back. And of course, we yes. see it in Secret Invasion. Yes. So, uh, Abnet and Landing's Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. the 2000 reboot, mm-hmm. served uh, for that. Avengers number one, the very first issue. Yep. Uh, this single issue of the Avengers was likely key to informing Marvel's decision to make Loki the first threat faced by the combined team, mm-hmm. even though Captain America wasn't part of the book yet at this point. <laughs> uh, the Winter Soldier. I have no clue what movie that influenced. I, I can't imagine. imagine. No. Hopefully it was a decent <laughs> film. Or decent series. Um, and I, I think, Eric, you and I interviewed this person around the time that this was happening. Jason Aaron's I, Thor. Yes. Yes, we did. And I think we even talked about then, back then, this would be so cool if they turned your adaptation with Jane or with, with the female Thor, because we didn't know it was Jane yet, but still before right. the reveal, as a MCU film. Mm-hmm. But apparently they did. Uh, the irredeemable Ant-Man. Okay. Uh, the Walking Dead creator, Walkman, uh, Robert Kirkman's take on Ant-Man may not have ever been directly adapted, uh, adapted ugh, but elements of it were certainly incorporating the, into the tale of Scott Lang. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, the Infinity Gauntlet saga. I never thought I'd have what that was all about. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Tom King's Vision. Uh, it served as a primary influence on the look and feel of WandaVision. Right, right. Uh, Secret Invasion. Hmm. The basis for Secret Invasion. Yeah. But I will tell you. name for Secret Invasion. But I will tell you, go to Marvel Unlimited, look up Secret Invasion, and read it. You'll be better satisfied than watching the series. <laughs> yes, I will say that. Mm-hmm. So, really, uh, and then really think, I think Marvel Unlimited is probably one of the better bargains out there oh yeah yes i would say wait if you don't have it yes it's worth grabbing now if you want to save some money wait until november or wait until they start doing tie um discount codes with it Mm -hmm. connected to the marvels or wait until black friday right because you'll score some really good deals then Mm-hmm. And then if you still want to wait, then wait until after the first, uh, right around Christmas, beginning of the, the first of the year. Right. So, um, and then of course, Civil War, which was the basis for Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. So thoughts on those stories? I have no issues with these, with issues? these issues. Being, <laughs> I have no issues with these issues. No, no. I mean, I mean, they had to pick 10 books. I mean, I could come up with you no know, five or 10 more easily, but Oh, yeah. That's a good. That's a good uh, collection. Yeah. So I mean, because you know, there's uh, Nick Fury versus Shield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that, that, was, that was all in Winter Soldier too. So how about the how about all the early uh, Captain America stuff where he he you know with the obviously point out the obvious of the origin, but also with him doing some of the early yes. USO show stuff in the comics. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah there's that too. I, I so, mean, the first Captain America movie was probably like the ultimate comic book homage movie. Oh, it really? Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Oh yeah. Final thoughts, gentlemen. Mm. No, I'm not because uh, I, I'm not gonna because we can easily go into another tangent, and I'm not gonna be responsible for that. <laughs> Eric. <laughs> okay, that just broke me. <laughs> so Eric's final thought is he's broken. Y'all finally broke me. <laughs> It wasn't even me. It was Kylan this time. I wasn't even trying. Okay. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, I don't know if like going back and listening to this issue is going to be like, what? (laughs) This is going to have as many twists and turns as Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. (laughs) (laughs) Eric, final thoughts? That was my final thought. Um, Thursday, please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Just take us home. You an alien? What? I'm out of space, an alien. No. Well then, son, you've got a condition.